into to the online broadcast network. After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. We are here doing Season 6, Episode 2. Happy birthday, Zeke. I have a full panel with me tonight. Welcome, ladies. I'm your host, Marcy Serafiti, and ladies, introduce yourself. Hey, guys. I'm Lexi Hamasfar. Hi, I'm April Wistenhan. Hello, everyone. I'm Kelly Knezovich. Oh, my goodness. What a great episode. Overall, really quickly, what were your thoughts? Lexi, go ahead. I thought it was a very emotional episode. I think we're all oh yeah, pretty teary. <laughs> that would be my one word: emotion. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But that's the same thing every single week, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so dramatic and stressful. <laughs> right, and April, just emotional. Just te- I mean, literally, I said to y'all how many times, like, oh, I can't cry because it's just there's so much happening in every episode that just makes you want to just break down. Oh, so Stop much. doing yeah. it to us. <laughs> it's good, though. It's good tears. It's what keeps the show going. Yeah. Keeps it good. Absolutely. And then it's going to end soon. So, all that fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really love that they started off with Amber and Sarah again and finished again with Amber and Sarah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I love it. We will definitely get into it. And I love how Parenthood just picks up everything right, right where it left left. But then a lot of craziness went on in this episode. We'll start with Christina and Adam. They had a crazy story. Oh, my gosh. So... Christina, you know, they just started this new charter school. They're dealing with lunch orders from their kids, is it from the students. They all have food allergies, and they're having problems individualizing all the meals. And it ended up having the vendor was getting tired at them, be like, hey, you're breaching contract. I quit. What do you think of this story? I mean, that must be terribly difficult for anyone who's trying to run a charter school like that. I mean, you have to really apply all the certain needs to all these kids. It's such a thing, a a complication that comes with something like that, because even if your child is that way, you know, it doesn't mean that someone else necessarily has to deal with it. So it kind of makes them tough, which that's a very, like, you know, hard stance for them to put. But I mean, I get it at the same time. So it's kind of, it's just like another difficulty that they have, but they handle it so well. So, I mean, obviously they have to think out of the box, but that's what they're the best at. Yeah, I, I think it's really a challenge to because you know they opened the school in response to multiple different kids' individual needs, and so to adapt all the different school need, I mean um, lunchtime needs, it must just be so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, during a normal school day at a, a regular school, you can just make huge batches of you know chicken or lasagna, but you can't do that at um, Christina's school. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was thinking, too. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, it's so many kids. And then, you know, when Christina said, hey, we have 40 kids that we have to feed for lunch, I was like, oh, that's not too much or too many kids. But 
they're, they all have very specific needs, and it's really difficult to cater to all of them. So mm-hmm. difficult that the vendor even quit on them. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved how, because Adam and Christina, the relationship is so great. They mm-hmm. work with each other, and they work outside the box. And I love how Adam is such a man. He goes to Whole Foods, spends so much money on the individual <laughs> meals. He's like, look at the receipt. Okay, don't look at it. I mean, <laughs> just some levity in that story was great. And then they come to the conclusion that they should start a culinary art program. <laughs> I thought that was actually really smart and gets the kids involved. It made me question. I was like, how much of a liability is that? Yeah. With the knife and the burning the chicken. Yeah. It could be. And it could you only, go awry, but. You only yeah. have Adam and Christina for now and what, 40 kids. Yeah. No. Not going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I actually, I transferred to my high school that I graduated from specifically for the culinary arts program. And they started it so that people who maybe weren't going to be placed in the best or be able to go to college when they graduated from high school, they would have um, a talent that they could go into the working force with being cooking. And you really saw the benefit of that because these kids who maybe struggled in school or didn't come from the best home life, they had this family and they learned how to cook and they learned how to support themselves. So this scene and that whole storyline really hit home for me because I personally like experienced watching kids' lives being changed through a culinary program in their education. And it seems like a an area where kids can really, you know, express themselves. They get away from the hustle and bustle of school and they can just have a little fun but at the same time it's actually like building some really good yes. characteristics in them. It's helping them, you know, mm-hmm. work with others. They get to just have a little fun, which they don't get to do a lot. So Absolutely. Think, sorry, I think that's one of the best things about it, too, is it's fun. It's something different. It's something you wouldn't expect to do at a school. It's... I think you're right. I think it's totally fun. Yeah, it's it's self-involved. Yes. And it's, it's really, I mean, it may not be the ideal how they executed that, but it was a great enough plan that it did fortunately work in their favor. Mm-hmm. And to even have one of the parents, Edgar, one of the students, just loved, loved every minute of it, had the time of his life. And, you know, that's what Christina and Adam that's the reason why they started school, mm-hmm. started this particular one, to help kids like this and have that that one rewarding moment. It's like, yes, I did this. I really like that they were, that Christina got a, um, a positive comment back because mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like, she, oh my gosh, she has struggled so much with getting criticized for everything and saying, you can't do this and you don't have enough money and what are you thinking? And mm-hmm. uh, the guy quitting on her, it's just so many bad things have happened all over the seasons. And just to hear one positive, my son loves, mm-hmm. he loved cooking mm-hmm. chicken today. He loved the chicken. It was amazing. That it just means the world to her, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, the pl- fact that she got a positive review and she gave a negative one on Yelp. Yeah. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> great. So great. Plus it teaches the kids nutrition, which is so important yeah. in yeah. society. So it reinforces those values. Speaking of, what the heck is casein? Because I have no idea what nope. it is. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. the first time I've ever heard that word, yeah. for sure. I'm sure we all probably love it because we eat it. I know. <laughs> and we don't think anything much of it. Casein, casein. There's a lot of nutrition <laughs> stories going on. It's like, you can't have gluten, you can't have casein. Mm-hmm. We'll hear more about that. But, I mean, yes, it was a really positive storyline mm-hmm. in tonight's episode. Mm-hmm. But one that's not looking so positive, Joel and Sid- Sydney and Julia. Oh, goodness. Okay, did we expect this from Sydney being the kind of girl, 
Yeah, she is. I mean, her Gran and her family is going through a rough time, but this seems like it's reflecting in her behavior and in school. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected it, mm-hmm. only because Sydney, from when she's been super little on the show, she has always had that feisty personality. She yeah. takes after Julia a lot in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Not that Julia would ever do that, of course, but I mean, naturally, so if it's going to affect her in some sort of way. Um, I mean, she sees everything falling apart. She kind of, you know, wants to be tough in some area because her home life is so, at this point, you know, just kind of, not in shambles, but kind of in shambles at the same time. So she needs an area of her life to be strong. And obviously she's just very much so taking that out in the wrong way. I totally agree. I think it's one of those cases where the home life isn't that good, so the kid doesn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And she's just lashing out on the innocent girls who and especially the new girl who's not going to stand up for herself because melody yeah right. melody but in fairness to be devil's advocate joel and julia really aren't chastising her about it. i mean they did try right. to have the mm-hmm. talk and try to work it out but they're really allowing her to have this attitude and let this behavior keep going what do we think about this do you think that's good parenting or is it just coming from the understanding we're going through a hard time she's going through a phase it'll all you know, fade out. I honestly think they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They have no idea. I, I'm shocked that she was even, that she's the bully. I, I figured it would be Sydney was being bullied, and the no. fact that she's the bully, I didn't see it coming. I, mm-hmm. I completely saw it coming. Because really? We know from past seasons, Sydney's, she's very A-type, mm-hmm. She and she's very smart like in Julia. that way. Very bossy, mm-hmm. and how she just treats Victor when Victor was still new to the family. She's very aggressive in that way. Mm-hmm. And so I can completely believe that it would translate to her school life. Mm-hmm. That I, was not a surprise. I think that this this was obviously the first extreme bullying circumstance that they've experienced with Sydney. And so, you you know, we saw at the end of the episode that Julia was looking up cyberbullying online and the mm-hmm. signs of it. So yeah. maybe next episode it'll be a developing storyline where they do start to address it more seriously. Mm-hmm. But I, I can understand as a parent, you know, when that first happens and you find out that, hey, your daughter's a bully at school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like, what do you do? You're in shock. But it's I, not just to the other kids in school. It's back to them, to the parents. So she's telling off Julia in front of the whole family. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just so old school. Obviously, it's a show, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that would just would not fly at my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I, it's just, I, we've kind of seen them do this with her in other ways whenever she's acted out sometimes. They kind of give the little more like, Sydney, that's not good. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's not, I mean, it doesn't seem to be the best way to handle it. I hope she's it develops into it. something else. Right. But right. I mean, clearly when she's like, I hate you and runs up the stairs, I don't <laughs> think it's working. <laughs> no, but, definitely not. Yeah. I think though, I mean, I remember going through these fights with my parents. I yes. certainly, when I was younger, told my parents Good that I hated them. For sure. So <laughs> I, I understand where that's coming from. I don't think that that's just, you know, I, I think it's normal for her age to right. Get in that form of resentment with her right. parents. And, but as we mentioned before, Joel and Julia, they really don't know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. They're even trying to talk to each other, and there's a big disconnect there. They're still trying to work everything out. Mm-hmm. What did we think of the conversation when Julia blaming Joel for, you are the one who destroyed our family, you destroyed us? I go so mm. back and forth on that situation mm-hmm. because... Obviously, Julia did something very, very wrong, but clearly she felt awful for it. Mm -hmm. You know, you could see the problems happening between them before just with how they communicated with each other. But at the same time, 
Joel did kind of refuse everything. And so, but it's like, I mean, what do you expect after you kiss another man? You can't just like, talk to me right now. It's not going to happen like that. I'm so glad we haven't seen Ed this season yet. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's going to be all about Mr. Jeffries. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I mean, we saw a little bit of A little bit. Today. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. But even going to the end of the story, when they're talking on the phone, still trying to figure it out, and they're not saying anything. But did you guys sense any chemistry or any... Not awkwardness, but I kind of felt it was a little like, oh, yeah. I miss you. Kind yeah, of yeah. like, wait, should we get back together for the sake of Sydney? Or I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was going in a positive direction. I think there was definitely the moment where he said, um, where they were pausing, and he said, "Are you still here?" And she said, "I'm still here." I feel like they definitely they did that on purpose for oh, sure because absolutely. it's just such like a it's just such a lead up. Like we're not actually talking about if we're on the phone anymore. We're talking about if I'm still here, but. Um, they're still there for each other. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. They're they're still there. Yeah. Even though they can't talk to each other, they're still there for each other. And they, they're always going to have chemistry because they just, they work so well on camera together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're they're just, amazing. It's, it's Joel and Julia. They're, I mean, they're just, they have to be together. So <laughs> that's it. Bottom line. <laughs> yeah. I can't take anything else. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, they're still working out their problems. It's going to be a few more episodes until they actually get on the same page with each other and hopefully figure out this whole situation with Sydney. Hopefully she'll turn her attitude around because I feel like, and I don't mean to be like a Sydney uh, basher, but every time we talk about her, it's always something negative. Negative. Mm -hmm. But I just hope maybe she'll have a moment where she'll start becoming mature. Yes, she's young, but she'll have that turning point in her Mm -hmm. character. We saw, well, I'm thinking back to last season whenever Victor on um, the adoption scene and whenever she's like, okay, I'll go. Um, mm-hmm. So she she definitely has that softer side to her. I want to see, yeah. hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that. But I also want to see more of Victor because we didn't really see him tonight. I know. Yeah. I you know who we Victor. didn't see either was um, Drew at oh, all. Yeah. No, we didn't see Drew. Not in the picture. Or Hattie. Or Hattie. Oh, yeah. But, all right. But an- another crazy, more serious story, Amber and Sarah. <laughs> Amber's pregnant, and then this is how the episode first started off. Literally, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did we think of Sarah's reaction? Did we expect this? I kind of did, only because I wouldn't... I know that um, Sarah projects things sometimes onto Amber a little bit. So I immediately, whenever she told her, I immediately thought, oh, she's going to think about how hard it was for her raising Drew and Amber um, just like she did whenever, you know, all the drug stuff was happening with Seth. So um, I didn't expect her to be like, this is amazing, even though they have such a good relationship. But maybe not quite how just like cold and she, I mean, just, oh, because it's not, it's not <laughs> it's like so her awkward. to not have a lot to say. Yeah. I what think, I think honestly, she took it a lot better than I expected. But um, as especially not that I'm a mom, but I think that if I was a mom in that situation, I would freak out. Mm-hmm. But she was just approaching it from more of a, not a mathematical standpoint, but I guess a realistic standpoint. And, oh, well, you know, is what are the financial expectations, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I, I feel like that was kind of her way of coping with the initial shock of everything mm-hmm. and, appro- and starting the conversation mm-hmm. with Amber. I, I was shocked when Amber, when she went to go talk to Amber and said, so what are you going to do? You know, uh, just trying to figure out her future plans. And Amber's like, oh, I, I don't know. I haven't thought mm-hmm. about it yet. I mm-hmm. just started telling people. I am surprised that she started telling people before figuring out what her next move was. I feel like you would kind of plan your future 
and well, then start yeah. talking. I mean, that's that's hard to say because I'm assuming none of us have been pregnant. So, <laughs> it's, and especially being a single mom in that case, because it's hard. Right now, she's in shock, and she. I mean, that's a humongous secret. You can't bottle up. You mm-hmm. have to tell someone. And the first people she tell is her family, that's which true. is good. Yeah. And and also, it's the family's job and responsibility to help her get through all this and yes I'm, I love the conversation when Sarah brought it up what are, you, what are your plans financial is Ryan even in the picture mm-hmm. is he not and because we, we know Sarah was a single mother for mm-hmm. years and she had two kids not just one two right. so she's coming from a place of wisdom mm-hmm. and she knows what Amber's going to go through if Ryan's not in the photo mm-hmm. so. it, it's, and it's hard of course to hear that anytime so I get Amber's reaction as well um, but I definitely think Sarah, you know, she did the right thing. That's what you have to do. I'm I'm personally surprised that she hasn't told Ryan yet. Um, I, I assume yeah. just with the relationship that she and Sarah have that she would tell her first. Um, obviously, she told Hattie first. But it's like, d- doesn't the dad yeah. need to know yeah. about this? We'll find that out in the next yeah. episode. But yeah. they're definitely building that up. But I love, again, saying that, she told family first, yeah, because mm-hmm. those are the people she sees every day and she who she cares about, mm-hmm. and who are going to be there mm-hmm. to support her in the end, exactly. especially if Ryan, which I doubt, but especially if Ryan doesn't, I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, anything more on that? I mean, we'll get more into the Zeke. Yeah. story because yeah. Zeke kind of just goes with everybody. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the scene between the two of them. Let's, yeah. you know, let's just talk about let's Zeke's whole storyline. I mean, we saw last week he had the collapse in Vegas mm-hmm. and he started off at, with the doctor. Um, I forget his name. But the, his the 14-year-old looking doctor, right? <laughs> no, I mean, not that one. The, uh, his, his actual Leland. Leland. Yeah, that's yeah, Leland. Leland. Like, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Like the Vegas uh, doctor. <laughs> but he has this condition I even had to write it down. Oh, <laughs> it's I googled M- it. Mitral regurgitation. My, mitral, mitral regurgitation. Mitral. So it basically, like there you go. Lexi, tell us. It means that your heart, the heart valve, doesn't close all the way, so it allows the blood to flow back into your heart, which means that the blood can't move through your body clearly enough, and it'll make you, or I guess, good enough, so it'll make you really lightheaded and faint, and so that's what caused the fainting. Okay, situation. but even that's scary enough, and your heart's yeah. not even functioning properly mm-hmm. because your heart has to beat right. for you, <laughs> and beat properly for you to live, and unless you're Iron Man, but to fu- yes, that is true. But to find out that this procedure that they're considering surgery now, that has a 95% success rate, are we surprised that Zeke is still against that at this point in the episode? I just think he's in denial. And I think he, yeah, 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 there you go. I don't yeah. want to say senile, but he's definitely <laughs> he, stubborn. I, think he's, I was going to say stubborn. I think he's very stubborn. I think he doesn't think it's that bad and it's fine a lot of people i mean he even said in the episode too you know a lot of people can have this for years and they don't they don't realize they have it and it's not a big deal mm-hmm. it is a big deal but i just think Huge. that he's uh very in denial about it i definitely think so too and i have to laugh because whenever adam's talking to crosby and he's like you you're not gonna go talk to dad he's gonna talk you into it or get you on his side whenever he was talking i'm like you know, good point. You know, it does. It is if it's just a fainting thing, but then it's like, no, it. it I mean, it's you more could than be that. driving, and it's going to happen then. Um, but I'm not surprised that he's. I mean, he's tough. He's Zeke. Right. Mm-hmm. Surgery is making you just he's about a as veteran. Yeah. Exactly. He's seen. He's been around the ringer. Yeah. Right. Oh, once or twice. But I loved how his his 
kids are fighting for, you know, to try to convince them. Mm-hmm. And even seeing Adam and Crosby just going at it and, you know, what's right for their mm-hmm. father, it just shows, like, how much he he really means to everybody in this family. He's literally the start of he's the, the rock, whole Braverman yes. family. He's he's the heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I just loved how real those scenes felt. Like, no, this is... This is surgery that you should really consider it. And I love the moment when Adam's talking to Zeke and having them one-on-one. It's like, mm-hmm. you could die. Mm-hmm. You you should take this seriously because right now Zeke is pretty light about the mm-hmm. whole situation. Whenever um, Adam was saying to him, he's like, what would I do with you? I mean, Ugh. I can't, like, I, there's nothing that I could do. It's just so, when I think about it, you know, that's who Zeke is, who everyone goes to no matter what. Obviously, a lot of people lean on Adam, but, um, I mean, he is, just like we see with Amber later, he is everyone's rock, just like you said. So, I think, I hope that that, well, obviously that conversation got to him a little bit because he ends up doing it. But, um, I don't know. It's just, I can't even, I can't even think about it, honestly, yeah. about him not being on there because it just... That's too much. I just, oh, no, go ahead. I was just yeah. going to say, I love the scene where the kids, they play the song that they recorded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because so it, cute. Cause that's, but that's also the first time where you really see it in Zeke's eyes mm-hmm. that he's realizing what he could miss out on mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. family that he could miss out on and, you know, watching the grandkids grow up. And so I, I thought that was a great scene because you really, like, saw the realization in his face. That, like, wow, this could end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. kind of in a matter of five minutes of the show, he thought about turning 80 and having the live band play mm-hmm. uh, for his for his party. And Amber, you know, he's going to, he's, I'm going to be a great grandfather. And I think oh, just within a matter of minutes, he realized, like you said, Lexi, I'm going to miss out a lot in life if I don't go through with this. Yeah. I feel like that's how it is, though, with people in that generation is that they need they need a realization mm-hmm. to agree to a serious surgery like that because when you get to that age above 70 I guess it's almost like well why do I need to get that surgery mm-hmm. you know I'm fine I've made it this far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so now I, I completely understand I know what that's like with older parents yeah. Yeah. and who are stubborn as bull it's like you know you gotta be relentless and convince them in the proper way of mm-hmm. course but just going with Zeke because he was affecting everyone tonight mm-hmm. and even his conversation with Amber and her pregnancy oh, that was probably that was my favorite scene oh, yeah. tonight uh-huh. definitely one of the most emotional moments so far in this season I mean we're only two episodes in but <laughs> oh my goodness like teary eyes grab the Kleenex box <laughs> oh my goodness I love this because you know we see Amber she's questioning the whole pregnancy but to have Zeke and I love every moment that they're together. But to have Zeke reassure, like, no, this is happy. This is a positive thing. And you're going to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be a great granddad. And I think she didn't expect that reaction from him no. because he is the tough one. And mm-hmm. he is that disciplinarian, even to them. Remember when Amber got in the car accident? He yeah. was like, you cannot do this. You are my granddaughter. Um, you know, he's to see him just be like immediately. There was no hesitation. He was excited about it. This is wonderful. You know, you see tears in his eyes. Yeah. And it's just, it's he's come full circle as far as like his relationship with the grandkids too. So... I, I loved just, it. I do think I loved it. Yeah, I think it was the best scene of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. I think it was so happy. Mm-hmm. And he was crying and laughing and crying tears of joy. And she was too, because I feel like she's very, very unsure about what mm-hmm. to do. And she doesn't know if anybody's really on board. And I think the fact that Zeke was, I'm going to be a great grandfather. Mm-hmm. And 
Oh my gosh, I think it was a great scene. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I think that was kind of the convincing moment for Amber mm-hmm. to, you know, go 100% full throttle, continue yeah. with yep. the pregnancy. I love it. And, you know, Zeke, he, he started the whole family, so add more. There you go. <laughs> but I, their, his birthday party, the some birthday party, oh my goodness, so much went down. Know. You know, starting oh, off with so the dramatic. boys arguing, and then Sarah just walking in, completely oh. aloof to what's going on. That what's was so new, funny. I thought it was hilarious. So it's funny. typical Braverman family, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you walk in on your own birthday party, and as your sons are yelling about you, and you know, oh, and then Sarah walking in, and she's clueless. She doesn't know what's going on. Wait. What's going on? <laughs> it's like, oh, serious turn right yeah. now. It's like, okay, something's happening. Uh, I loved it. And then, you know, when they're playing the the kids' song, oh. how they recorded in Crosby at the beginning of the episode, recording everything and then editing the song. is like, yeah, you know Jackson 5, but that's what autotune is for. Exactly. <laughs> I want Crosby to be my dad. He's so cool. Yeah, he so always cool. does the coolest cool. stuff with them. Yeah. <laughs> And th- and that's why you know Adam and Crosby were having the argument because Crosby is the cool person. He's the one that's more likely to go on your side mm-hmm. in arguments, mm-hmm. and he he's the most like Zeke. Mm-hmm. I love every time that Adam and Crosby have a conversation, whether it's a conversation, an argument, mm-hmm. anything. Whether like last episode in Vegas, and they're talking about leaving the um, the blackjack table. You know, I just I I love every time they have a conversation together because they're so opposite Mm -hmm. and yet they're so similar this is so stupid it sounds ridiculous but they are you know adam is so strong and and so determined and crosby's just go with the flow whatever Mm -hmm. and it's great i love their interactions Mm -hmm. yeah and even the conversation when crosby was talking to zeke would you take the surgery that has a really good success rate or the fainting spells yeah i mean that's that's kind of scary i i would me personally, I would go with the successful number. Yes, yeah. Stay, stay out there. Yeah, but that's typical Zeke at that at that moment. Just like I said, how I'm like, you're kind of convincing me too. He leaves out the important details, but you know, <laughs> I'm like, Adam just told you about this. Come on, Crosby, be strong. But yeah, there <laughs> the part where uh, oh my gosh, whenever they're arguing and um, he walks in, Zeke walks in for the first time and just kind of like stops around everyone's been in that situation before where you walk in and like everyone's just like and then where christina was on the phone with someone like yeah my father-in-law is not in the best health i'm like what you're just gonna do everything to make him so mad right now and make him not want to get the surgery yeah oh such a real family yeah i loved it i think that's why the show is so good Mm because they're so real Mm -hmm. and it's relatable very relatable yeah and how, you know, the the kids are even buying, like, a pedometer for oh, his yeah. health. Yeah. And having the gluten-free, calorie, cholesterol-free cake. Yeah. <laughs> that cake. Something, um, I was just thinking about him and Camille at the table afterward, whenever he tells her mm. that he's going to actually have the surgery. I love the relationship that they have. Obviously, they've been through so many ups and downs mm-hmm. and a lot of crazy stuff, but they are truly like perfect for each other their characters are perfect for each other because she's so you know just she's quite and timid exactly but she's also doesn't really speak her mind when she should right and but she can all she knows how to handle him perfectly she knows how to be like okay so where the kids can kind of come on a little too strong obviously um and making all this you know the gluten-free cake that he hates and giving him a pedometer <laughs> which is going to bother him she knows to just kind of sit back and so what are you going to do? But at the same time, like, 
she let him know what she was going to do. So I just think they're, you know, characters on the show. They're the perfect little, like, married perfect couple. couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And even the conversation when he does have that moment of realization, hey, this is my family. I started this. I still want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going through the surgery. She's like, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. We're going to be great grandparents together. Yeah. That was so oh. sweet. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I just wonder where they're going to have the weddings at now, since they're not in the big house anymore. I know. Oh, I'm sure yeah. they'll find somewhere. Good. Goodness. But uh, probably one of my favorite things with Zeke tonight was him dancing. How cute was that? He's, oh, yeah, that with, was cute. I, I thought Adam was going to get the fever again and all of oh, them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, to have the, the actual grandkids dancing, it was like mostly just them. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, keep going. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't decide, you know, like I said earlier, when I think of like a word to describe this episode and just the show, it's emotional. You know, we kind of talked about it earlier. It's. It's also, like, funny and fun, yet it's emotional. So I feel like they do a really good job of still throwing those, like, fun moments in mm-hmm. there while you're, like, wait, but are you going to die? Are you going to live? And yeah. yeah. Perfect balance between <laughs> dramatic and comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Is there anything <laughs> else that we'd like to talk about? I'm trying to think. There's just so, like there's so, so much. much. There are just so many different emotions. I, I'm still thinking about the preview for next week, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we will definitely get there. Yes. Yeah. But we do have a lot of news and gossip. Yes. I mean, I do have photos, but while our lovely engineer, JTE, is queuing those up, there was uh, a lot of fun stuff in the news. We had last week Erica Christensen and Sam Yeager. They appeared on Access Hollywood just, you know, promoting the show because last week was the premiere. They're so cute together. They're mm-hmm. so cute. Like, so I cute. love how they just they just get along so well together, and they're constantly laughing, just mm-hmm. promoting what, and the interviewer was asking, do you think it's Joel's fault for the whole breakup in this family? And, you know, they were like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it happens. It, it's the great thing about parenthood. It shows that they touch on so many real topics, mm-hmm. and real families do go through separations mm-hmm. and stuff like this. And how they, they're really just honing in on that, mm-hmm. and also just having fun because it is their last season. That they're, they're just really cherishing every moment. We need the, the, them to come on our show. They'd be such a good duo. <laughs> I would love for them. Let's to work on that. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, they also mentioned that the storyline that they they both cried reading the script, knowing what was going to happen to their relationship on the show. Oh, oh no. no! Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. So I mean, oh, a no. lot of things to be coming in the future on the show. Ah, so much. It's stuff. gonna give me a heart attack. So I, just, I can feel it. Yeah, so much stuff. And then um. Yeah, thank, shout out to all the lovely commenters on iTunes and yeah, YouTube. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Please keep rating, commenting, downloading, subscribing on iTunes, YouTube. We do read all the comments. And we will shout you out. Yeah. Um, thank you to <laughs> the... Um, I don't have the name on me right now. But thank <laughs> you to the commenter who mentioned Jason Kadem's interview on Vulture. He talked a lot about season six, upcoming things, and he even mentioned some of his favorite emotional scenes that they have written and parented and one of if you, just a couple of them he said the scene with um max and julia when they're in the car and after he was just bullied someone you know mm-hmm. peed in his canteen that whole just how they acted it, it was mm-hmm. max and christina so, christina okay yes. um so heart-wrenching oh my gosh oh yes. she was she when climbed she in the back, 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 back seat of the yes. car yes oh. and then 
the scene that you mentioned, April, when Zeke is talking to Amber, is like, you are my granddaughter, you mm-hmm. cannot let this happen when they're in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that, uh, basically talked to her how about his family was his dream, and, and he had no right to take her away. Mm-hmm. It was really poignant. It was. Very, very sweet. And then uh, just another one that he, he liked, which was m- more on the serious side. I mean, a lot of these are serious. Mm-hmm. But the scene when Hank is reading the Asperger's book oh, and yeah, having the yeah. realization that it's not about Max, it's also about himself. Mm-hmm. So just that self-realization because, you know, they write real-life experiences into right. that, mm-hmm. I think, is great. And then he also mentions... Uh, this was a very long interview, so I will <laughs> <laughs> paraphrase it to the best of my ability. But uh, he mentioned that um, the whole Mark and Sarah relationship, the writers were having a hard time deciding whether Sarah should go with Hank or mm-hmm. Mark. And it was 50-50, and I think we all know that she went with Hank. Right. Yeah. I'm still kind of 50-50 on Same. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Same here. And then also, you know, because season six is the final season they're mm-hmm. asking if there are any potential spin-offs and whatnot and he says ultimately what a kind of ta- what a kind of take away from that experience is we give this show a great ending and maybe we should just have that le- let it stand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, see, I feel like a lot of shows are kind of meant to be that way too yeah but I'm still like I just it. don't want it to yeah. end. I'm, no, I'm so I don't think any of us ending. wants it to end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he says, hopefully we'll give the show an ending that will be really satisfying to the people who have stood with the show and watched the show and supported the show all this time and to ourselves. And I think we'd probably let it stand and move on to do other stuff. Sad or satisfying? Satisfying. Okay. I mean, if you think about it, we did have six good seasons. Yeah. Very, very solid seasons. And... Like any good, great thing, it has to come to an end. I think it's the same concept as like Friends or Will and Grace or Seinfeld, you know. Well, Seinfeld has spun off, so not them. Yeah. But <laughs> Will and Grace and Friends, yeah. they just let it rest, you know. Right. There's there's reunion rumors, but, you know, it's not going to happen. And spin offs don't always do that great. Right. Friends no. had Joey, and, oh, which yeah. I watched, but then it yeah, didn't last long. Oh, yeah. My gosh. But he says the first three episodes of this season were already. We've already done two, but the first three are very emotional. Uh, yeah. we're, we're getting that. We're getting <laughs> that next week. I mean, every episode's emotional. <laughs> but so there's also the rumors that there's a death that's going to happen in that's this what I'm season. Saying. That's why I think it's going to end. I think we're going to be sad. I don't know if we're going to be satisfied. Uh, I think Parenthood, they would have half a mind to kill Zeke. But I think if they did kill <laughs> Zeke with his story... It'd be too obvious and too fitting. Yeah. Yeah. And they always tend to go a route that you don't expect, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, of course, we love as viewers. Yeah. Um, not knowing what's going to happen. So, but I keep hearing the same thing that there's going to be a death. And, but I don't think it's going to be Zeke. But I think if it happens, it's going to be a huge, it's, it's, it's not going to be, you know, I don't know. Not that any of them are random, of course, but it's, it's going to be a, a big one if it happens. It's a big story because Monica Potter had an, interview with E mm-hmm. online and she talks about there's a monumental thing that happens in the show mm-hmm. and no one's talking about it They she even has her predictions that someone might die but no one's really talking about it it's kind of hush hush they're like because they don't want to face it well, right. she also, they're scared yeah she also says in that interview that um, she thinks one person might know and it's probably the person that it's going to happen to mm-hmm. but the rest of the people don't know oh so, so like the cast if something does cast, happen the cast doesn't know yeah but I think the person if something bad happens right. to them, they know it's going to happen to their character, but I don't think the rest of the cast knows. 
I think that's how it is with a lot of shows, though, because like Game of Thrones, the that cast doesn't know until the table read that someone's gonna. Die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of a lot of crazy things to happen, mm-hmm. but uh, another fun thing that happened to me. <gasps> Um, this past weekend, I went to the Parenthood set. Well, more so the, just the facade of the old Braverman house oh where that they just moved out of um, at Universal Studios. I know someone who helped hook that up. There you oh. go. If you're looking on YouTube, you should definitely check out these photos. I believe we have the first one. Um, I took a lot of photos because mm-hmm. I am a film major, and me being on a soundstage film set, I just completely geeked. Right. <laughs> Especially on the show. So this first one is just a parking sign for Jason Kadam's Parenthood. And then the second one, we have, you know, the UPN. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, seriously, I geeked out. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. And the next one we have, this is from the golf cart. I had to literally squeeze around because I don't think I was supposed to be in there, but (laughs) I got it for the photo. I got it for this after show. I was like, I have to get this. Um, that's, yeah, that's from the golf cart that they drive around. And this is the front. (gasps) Oh my God. The facade of the Braverman house. Oh my gosh. I mean, it looks just like it. I mean, obviously it is the set that they use, but the, the funny thing is it's actually just an outside. That's it. You can't go in. It's literally just a facade. What do they use for the inside? Just, I guess, a set? Soundstage? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, set. it's, it's a soundstage, it's right? built, and the soundstage is not in it, actually. That's a completely, they have actual studios that right. have oh. built sound stages. But this is just the, the facade when they shoot all the outside stuff. And we move on to the next one. This is me. <gasps> and the basketball court. The basketball court. I mean, a lot of Braverman men basketball memories have been had here mm-hmm. I was like I, the, the, the basketball was actually there and I wanted to shoot it but I was like I shouldn't touch anything <laughs> I'm just gonna enjoy <laughs> where I'm located right now and moving on we have this is probably this angle is just the, the most seen angle that we've seen in the house mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the basketball court and going again next one the fireplace mm-hmm. the fire oh. that they actually have there that's pretty cool and moving on and the the mailbox, the Braverman mailbox. mailbox. I did. I mean, I got a lot of photos with myself, but I only tried <laughs> to show the ones that are like just clean, so you all can enjoy it. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to ruin it with plastering my face all over it. But I did get one with me opening the, the mailbox. mailbox. Good. And then this is Sarah's when Sarah first moved oh, in yeah. to. The, this is the outhouse second location that's right there you can actually go inside this yeah so of course i went inside you have to and (laughs) it's it's empty though i was gonna say with the couch in there yeah i know i mean (laughs) a a lot of scenes happen in in this uh location and there's also a bathroom in the back there's actually a shower back there oh it's not functional obviously but there is an actual built shower which is very surprising and moving on and i don't know if you can see but you have to look real close because um in this tree this is the tree that's literally hovering over the sarah's outside Mm -hmm. there's a light in in the branch it's literally covered by wire and artificial leaves oh wow so the the front of the sarah's where the steps are is um, it, the light shines upon there and it's wired to the tree right there. Oh, huh, cool. That's some cool film knowledge for yeah. you. <laughs> and moving on. And this is actually the back of the facade. There's literally nothing. Oh, weird. Yes, this is just the back lot behind what is you usually lot? see. 
No, it's just a, an open open space. Oh. And then moving on. Uh, this is where they, they locate the, the storage. Um, they store all the flyaway sets that they use for parenthood. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And then there's, I believe there's one more. And these, a trolley. Uh-huh. Uh huh. San Francisco trolley. The the funny thing is the uh, the girl who Elena Jordan. If you all listened to our after show last season, she was a host on this panel. She helped set this meeting up. Um, she said uh, this was pretty cool because we haven't seen this trolley yet in the show. Oh. So I post this only to let the audience know. Look for this. We're gonna in see future this. episodes because we might see it. Because they haven't showed it yet. San Francisco. Who's in San Francisco? Isn't um Jews? I mean, oh, yeah. well, he Berger, goes Berger, right? Berkeley. I mean, they're in that general location, but yeah. who knows if they take a storyline to San Francisco? Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Oh, that'd be a fun episode. Yeah. I believe yeah. that's. Oh, oh yeah, luncheonette. Oh, the luncheonette. The luncheonette. How could I forget the luncheonette <laughs> sign? It's. It's huge. It, this is in a different part of Universal Studios, but when they actually go downtown, if you've ever done the Universal tour, I highly suggest you do it. But there's the big brick walls everywhere, and this is one of the locations, Luncheonette. Oh. So this is the outside of where they have these audio studio. I feel, like, studio. I feel like the Luncheonette is actually a real place. Yeah. Like, that's a, it's a studio that people go to. I don't know why, just because they, he's so into it, like, Janice Joplin was here. I'm like, oh, this is a real place. <laughs> I mean, this. I think that's what Parenthood does so well. It mm-hmm. makes it feel like a real show. Yeah. And a real family. Mm-hmm. But the, those were my fun photos. <laughs> I want to love it. Thanks for sharing. Oh, of course. And I'm actually planning on going to another tour at Universal that actually gets onto the sound stages. Oh my gosh. I believe one of the tours you can actually go on Christina and Adam's house. Go into oh, their house. Fun. So... Hopefully, I'll do that in the future and have more fun photos for you. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's get into predictions. Oh, so many predictions. So many predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Lexi, we'll start with you. I'm a little concerned for Zeke. I I hope that that was just him post-surgery and, you know, he was sedated. I hope it's not something more serious, Mm -hmm. but... I'm definitely a little bit concerned for him. Mm-hmm. They all looked like they were very, very upset oh, in the yeah. hospital. Crosby had tears in his eyes. So, <laughs> nervous for See, next week. Seeing yeah. Crosby cry is not okay. Mm. No. That was okay. so sad. April, good. I, um, I really I have like a million different ideas in my head as far as like who potentially the death could be. Because yeah. honestly, everyone would be such a huge part. There's a part of me that's really scared that actually Christina, that maybe something could come up with breast oh, cancer again with her. Oh, goodness. Um, Relapse? Wow. I didn't even think about that. Right? It's because I've, I was thinking at first, I'm like, maybe, which oh, I'm like no. knocking on wood right now, but like maybe <laughs> Amber could like tragically lose the baby, but then I'm like, that wouldn't, obviously that would affect the family in a huge way, but not like that kind of, like a Christina oh, thing kind of would. Um, It's just... Something that's popping into my mind that I immediately want to erase, but I feel like that's some maybe something that they could go with. All right, and Kelly, that's crazy. I know oh, I'm crazy. My, I know. No, no, no. <laughs> I, know, I, I am just, like, no. mind blown. I, yeah, I didn't even. I, I'm like, I'm convinced it's Zeke. Yeah. Um, but based on what we've talked about tonight, it's probably going to be something surprising because they do keep us on our toes. And um, 
Oh, Christina. No. <laughs> but can we talk about Ryan for a second? For yeah. next yes, week? Yeah. yeah. I am... I'm. He finds out. Yeah. He's the dad. So is he staying or... I think he's staying. They were walking hand in hand, weren't they? they? And he, we did they hear were. the line. He's like, I'm going to do whatever I can. Yeah. To. I, but I mean... Is he is that gonna is everything yeah. better? Is that emotional is support? Is that financial support? Is he moving back? Mm-hmm. Who knows? I think that's just a whole non-emotional basket case that's mm-hmm. about to happen. Oh. Um, I think Zeke is going to go through the surgery because he has agreed to it. It's going to turn out well for now, but he's going to have complications mm-hmm. because he's older, he's up in age, and I think is at first is going to look good, but then it's going to he's slowly going to deteriorate with his health. Mm-hmm. And we did hear the line tonight. He was like, if it is my time and I do go, I want you to cremate me and throw my ashes all over Marine Ballpark and have um, a baseball game. I think that's exactly how the show is going to end. I was no. literally just thinking, Whoa. as soon as yeah. she said that, no. I was like, what an insane that would <gasps> yeah. be. Yeah. What, like prediction. a final I, show. That'd be such a bittersweet moment <gasps> because yeah. if you think yeah. about it, Zeke would pass away. They would cremate him. And Amber's gonna have her baby. One person gets born, one person dies. That's Guys, just the, the that's how the universe works. That's the last episode. We just called it. Yeah, that's, that's what's gonna. Ha- the yeah. last thirty I think seconds, they're gonna be playing bomb. That on is the field. literally yeah. that's oh how they're gonna gosh. end the show because the ending of season one, the first game, mm-hmm. they're playing baseball. <gasps> oh That'd be oh a perfect. <laughs> Book end to the show. All right, we got it. Done. (laughs) Done. Moving on. All right. So much to talk about. Where can everyone keep talking to you on social media? Go. Who? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at April Wissenhant. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly Kinez. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Lexi Hammersfar. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Instagram, all those fun places. And we, we will talk to you next week for See Parenthood. You next week. Bye. Another From executive one. producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.